Welcome. Thanks for joining us. You're about to hear a message from our Wednesday night Solid Rock Youth Group service. Solid Rock is a ministry of Living Word Family Church, and if you'd like to know more, check us out on our website at www.livingwordfamily.org. So, here's what I want to talk about tonight. If you guys are ready to listen, we're going to make this short and sweet. What do you think about that? Just go sweet? Long and sweet. Done. Deal. Candy. Uh, short. You know what? That's hilarious. Used to have a friend of mine in uh, high school. He was dating a girl, short little, short little girl, and he used to call her sweet and low. I just thought that was hilarious. That was really funny. You remember that, babe? You remember that? <gasps> Joe and Lizzie? Come on. He used to call her sweet and low. Okay. Anyway. All right. So tonight I wanted to share with you a little bit of a topical message considering it's Halloween and see all, yeah, all Hallows Eve. All Saints Day tomorrow. Um, so yeah, so today is considered in many cultures the day of the day of the dead. And there there's all kinds of I mean I could have I really had planned to and I've done it before, kind of stand up here and read you kind of the history behind Halloween and all this kind of stuff. To be honest with you, you can look that up and there is very good I can print it off. Hey Ryan, what's up, buddy? Uh, I can print that stuff off for you. If you are very interested in, like, the history of where we get Halloween and why it is the way it is and all that kind of stuff, what is a celebration of, many cultures do some different things for it. Um, But essentially, it's a celebration of death. Some cultures, it's a celebration of passing from the fall harvest season to winter, so everything kind of dying for the winter. So anyway, but I'm not going to bore you guys with all of that. You can look that up and see the spiritual aspect of it as well, which is what we're going to talk about a little bit tonight. So I want you to turn to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis 1-1. Can anybody tell me what they think that says? Jer. Yes, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So, what is God? God is a spirit. God is spirit, right? So, in the beginning, God, spirit, created the heavens and the earth. Created the earth, physical. So, everything in our physical realm, everything that we can see, taste, touch, hear, smell, was created from nothing, all right? The earth was without form and void, and the darkness was on the face of the deep. This is uh, verse 2. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. God literally created something out of nothing. So everything that we encounter created out of the spirit realm. So God gave a start to it all. And we all know the story. God created the plants, the animals. God created Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve sinned. Thus... Sealing the fate of our planet and handing over the keys to who? Satan. That's exactly right. Satan is the great deceiver. He deceived, he deceived at, what's that? So Satan is the great deceiver. He is a liar. He's a trickster. He deceived Adam and Eve, and he therefore took control of the earth, right? Because of that, the earth was cursed, Okay. But I want you to see that everything still has this spiritual foundation. God created something from nothing, okay? God's Word tells us so much about the spiritual realm, about spiritual things, right? 
the word tells us so much, but there is still so much we do not know. And when you go into a realm of things that you do not know, when we uh, uh, look into these things or when things happen that we're not quite sure of, we don't understand, there's kind of, a, a, of a, an intrigue there, a mystery there. Some of it can be a little bit scary. Some of it can be a little bit, you know, uh, uh, we're just not sure, like, exactly what's going on with this or with that or whatever. And it can get a little bit, it can, it can be fearful because we don't know. Sometimes you're scared of the things you don't know, right? We want to, our ver- by our very nature, we want to know things. We want to understand them. We want to be able to wrap our minds around things, right? So it is next to impossible I would challenge any of you, and if you tell me that you can, I'd be very skeptical of that, to wrap your mind around nothingness. The fact that God, in the beginning, was God only, and he created something from nothing. I can't imagine nothing. It's like me trying to imagine infinity. You just can't. Our minds don't, can't compute that. You know what I'm saying? But when our minds can't comprehend something, we do a couple things. We try to fill in the gaps. So when we can't comprehend something about the spiritual realm, our minds tend to fill in the gaps, right? So that's why we are so easily intrigued and at the same time scared of spiritual things. That is why 90-some percent of the scary movies out there involve spiritual things, satanic things, the occult, witchcraft, that kind of thing. Very few, now there are some scary movies that have, you know, the axe murder and all that stupid stuff. However, if you, if you think about it, some of those venture off into like the, the scary occult as well. Because, you know, these undying people and all that kind of, people that keep coming back from the dead, that kind of thing. This kind of stuff, this kind of stuff is intriguing because we don't quite understand it. And, and people that make these movies play on that. They play on that because they know that our minds fill in the gaps, that our minds will take something we don't understand, try to understand it, and the people who make these movies are able to build that in to try to make, you, like, do you see where I'm coming? Try to make you think certain things or what have you. This is that natural draw and pull of this kind of spiritual stuff, and this is why so many people are so wrapped up in these scary movies and different things like this, because our minds want to try to understand, and our minds are fascinated by the spiritual. Our minds are fascinated by the spiritual. Ephesians 6.12, you guys may remember this from when we did our uh, Armor of God series. Ephesians 6.12. You have it already, Ryan? Where's your Bible? Oh, busted here. All right, Ephesians 6.12. I'll get there in just a second here. Oh, whoops, sorry. Flip too far. Oh, it sure does. It certainly does. All right, Ephesians 6.12. Here we go. You guys remember this. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now, we talked about that during our spiritual warfare series. We talked about the fact that our war isn't just with the people we see and the things we see. Our war is spiritual. The war we are fighting each and every day is a spiritual warfare, okay? So we see in Ephesians that our war is spiritual. We are fighting against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places, okay? This is what 
people who create horror movies build on. They build on the fact that we are drawn to this kind of stuff. They are, they're trying to scare us. They're trying to elicit certain emotions out of us, kind of draw us in. This is why this night, even though kids are out there and they're being all cute and stuff and they're little, we had some trick-or-treaters tonight and dressed up in the cutest little outfits, all that kind of stuff. But if you'll notice, a lot of the older kids get scarier and scarier costumes because they're not wanting to be out and be cute. They're wanting out and scare their friends or, you know what I'm saying? So kids are just, people are intrigued by this kind of thing because we are naturally drawn to the spiritual, okay? So this is where we as believers have got to be careful. We are called to be in the world, but not of the world. Very good, guys, very good. We are called to be in the world, impacting the world for Jesus Christ, but not of the world, not of the world, and there's a key difference there. We are to be in the world and not of it. So, to give you an example, there's no other time of year when we'll have a hundred some kids knock at our door. So we have our lights on and we give out candy. We also give out gospel tracts. So hopefully, hopefully, they or their parents or a sibling or somebody will read through that gospel tract and there will be a light shining into their spirit, into their hearts, that, that, that something will connect. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not right away, but something. We pray over that stuff. I was praying over tonight on my, again, on my way, on my way here to church. You know, God, will you just take those, the, the kids that got those gospel tracts, and will you cause them, their parents, their siblings, somebody, as they read that, for something to just light up on the inside of them, for them to connect with that truth. So we use Halloween, okay, which is not necessarily a good holiday, something good to celebrate, but we take it and we take that opportunity and try to serve Jesus with it. Does that make sense? So we are called to be in the world, but not of the world. We're not necessarily called to do the things the world is doing. We're called to be, we're called to stand out to be different. So Satan lives in this chaos. Satan lives in this deception, this lie. He wants us, through all this culture and through everything we see around us, he wants us to think of him more scary and more highly than, than what he is, okay? You can see that by the movies that are out there, and you don't even have to watch these movies. I would highly encourage you not to watch these movies, but even if you've seen a preview of them, Ash and I have talked about it. Every time we see a preview, preview for some of these movies, we're just like, oh my gosh, these things are getting more and more and more like just demonic, satanic, these kind of movies that are out. Uh, it's just insane. It's crazy. I remember growing up, it was pretty much a given a lot of these movies would be hitting the theaters right around this time of year. October, September, that type of thing, because we're leading up to Halloween and fall and everything. And so some of these scary movies would start hitting the theaters. Now, I am willing to bet you that there is not a single day in the calendar year that there is not some type of scary movie, horror movie, whatever, in the theaters at some point, if not one or two of them even. They are just pervasive. They are constantly cranking these things out to scare people, to get people afraid, to put fear into people, that kind of thing. And, uh, and there's a spirit behind this stuff, okay? I'm not going to be one to tell you that there's a, there's a demon behind every doorway and there's a devil behind every corner just waiting to mess your life up. I'm not going to say that because there's a lot of mistakes we make just because of our flesh and because of our own desires and temptations that we give into, mistakes that we make. However, when you're talking about the culture at large, you're talking about these kind of movies, there is a spirit behind it, and that spirit is, is trying to hook you. It's trying to gain your, 
gain your, not your trust, but your, your belief. It's trying to get you to believe something, to change your worldview, to, to be fearful, to be afraid, okay? Has anybody ever watched a scary movie, maybe a movie you shouldn't have been watching, and then afterwards you just really felt uneasy, you felt afraid, you felt maybe a little bit terrified? Hey, I'm not going to, when I was a kid, there's a few movies I watched that I know I shouldn't have been watching, and I was like super fearful after, you know, when I went to bed or whatever. So these are the kind of things that, that, that the spirit of the age, the enemy, is trying to get us to, trying to, be us, trying to get us to be afraid, trying to get us to be fearful. And the enemy will build this stuff up, build himself up to be this horrible, monstrous, kind of scary figure, okay? The, uh, the enemy, Satan, has been depicted in movies over the decades, uh, anything from just this shrewd, evil kind of person to just a snarling beast of a monster, okay? Just any kind of evil, foul character from A to Z, Satan's been depicted as something in that, in that spectrum over the decades to get people to fear him, to get people to be afraid, to get people to whatever, okay? But I want to share something with you. In Isaiah 14, just when I actually have bookmarks, Isaiah 14, I'm going to read you something here, starting in verse... 12. Isaiah 14, verse 12. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. For you said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the furthest side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. You guys remember Satan was an angel, right? Satan attempted to overthrow God. That's what, this, that's what Isaiah is saying here. Here's what you attempted to do. You thought so highly of yourself. In verse 15, yet, even though you attempted all of that and tried to defy God, tried to overthrow God, yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, another name for hell, this, to the lowest depths of the pit. Verse 16, I want you to listen to this. Are you ready? Those who see you will gaze at you and consider you saying, now, what does it mean to consider something? To think about it, to ponder it, to like mold it over in your head. So the people, I want you to see here, what's that? <laughs> um, in verse 16, those who see you will gaze at you. They will look at this person. They will look at Satan intently, and they will consider him. They'll look at him. They'll consider like, okay, they're thinking. They're mulling it over in their heads, and they will say to themselves, is this the man who made the earth tremble, who shook the kingdoms? Now, what is that verse saying? That verse is saying that when people finally glimpse at Satan, the, 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 the enemy who has trembled nations, who has taken down kingdoms, who has defiled people, who has deceived people for centuries and centuries and centuries, this person who we have built up in our minds as like this evil dragon the most evil person you could think of, when we will actually see him, when God allows us to see him in the end times, when he's thrown out, when he's, when he's cast down, people are going to be like, this, this guy, this is it, this is it right here, this is what everybody was afraid of, this is it. You're telling me they're going to ponder, they're going to gaze, this is it? You're kidding me, right? All the movies I've seen, all the horror flicks, I think it was trying to scare me, and this is it? This is it. I mean, the enemy has really built up 
of fear in our culture. The enemy has really built himself up in our culture, in our world. And yet, when it comes to God, when it comes to God's people, he is nothing. He is a defeated foe. He is whipped, running with his tail between his legs, with no power. The only power he has over us is the power we give to him. Did you catch that? The only power he has over us is the power we give to him. He is literally worthless. And that's what this verse is saying here. Those people are going to look at that and say, this is it. This is what we've been afraid of. This is what we've been concerned about. This shriveled old man that's powerless. Like, what is, what? They're going to be amazed that this is the person that terrified the nations, that deceived the nations, that brought a curse upon the earth. So we are naturally drawn to spiritual things. We are naturally drawn to this kind of stuff, the stuff we don't understand and don't know. It's easy to be afraid of. It's easy to, if, you don't, if you're not able to grasp it, which there's a lot of spiritual aspects of spiritual things, even though we see a lot about it in the Word of God, there's a lot of aspects about the spiritual, uh, spiritual side of things that we don't understand. And when that's the case, sometimes we, will, we can be afraid of it. We can try to connect the dots ourselves and try to figure things out which is the intrigue and the pull of some of the stuff that we see out in the world, the horror movies, all that kind of stuff. But when you understand that the enemy in and of himself is nothing, the only power he has, the power we allow him to have over us, you'll know that he's defeated and that he cannot overcome us unless we let him. We cannot overcome us. We cannot, he cannot overcome us unless we let him. And that is key to remember. So even though you might have friends out there tonight that are dressing like, you know, who knows what, trying to scare people and goofing off and whatever, number one, I am glad you guys are here. I'm super stoked that you're here. Number two, we need to understand who we belong to. We need to understand that no matter what society does, no matter what our culture does, no matter any of it, no matter what movies they put out or anything like that, we need to understand we are in the world, we are not of the world that Satan cannot defeat us because we have already won the battle through Christ Jesus. Even though that spiritual warfare is going on outside of what we can see and what we can experience with our five senses, we know that we have a victor on our side. We have already been given the victory through Christ Jesus. Now, I know you guys are mature enough and know enough to know that there's nothing to be scared of, there's nothing to be afraid of, I can walk through as, as everybody leaves on Wednesday nights <clears throat> and I wrap up and, and shut stuff down and lock up. I can walk from one end of this church to the other in the pitch black. Even little sounds, little stuff like that, you know, buildings creaking, all that kind of stuff. Doesn't matter because I know there's nothing to be scared of. Yet when you're a kid and you don't understand there's nothing around that next corner, you do get scared, don't you? Because you don't understand, you don't know what's, you don't know what's not out there, right? As believers, you know that you have somebody walking with you through the darkness, lighting your path, giving you victory in your battles. We don't have to be afraid of the enemy. We don't have to fear. We don't have to be scared. We don't have to be terrified. Because there is nothing on this earth 
that can take us away from our victory. There's nothing on this earth that can take us out of God's hands. He loves us that much that we are bought and paid for. We are adopted into the kingdom of God. We are a part of God's family, and he has given us the victory over anything that would try to scare us, anything that would try to rear up its ugly head and get us to fear and get us to doubt and get us to wonder. God is so good and he loves us so much. So as we worship together tonight, even though there's only a handful of you in here, let's worship like you are the only one in the room. Worship a God who loves you and who's given you the victory over anything in this world.